Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, thanks for hanging out with us on this Monday afternoon. Lori and Julia here on MyTalk 1071 Everything Entertainment, streaming at MyTalk1071.com, also on the MyTalk app. Lori's here, Stephanie Hansen filling in for Julia while she takes a little time off. And whoo, it's hot. Oh, Stephanie oh. walked in and I said, my gosh, you look so hot. Hey, look you don't pink have to, and hot. You don't have to park that far anymore because we don't have, we have a third of the people here. No, but I am out in the sun. It's hot. Ew, it's just, yeah. I did wear a dress today. So did Ooh, I. Ventilation. Airflow. Yeah, and I haven't been wearing like any decent clothes i've just been wearing like jeans and t-shirts mm-hmm. jeans and shorts mm-hmm. i even have a pair of jorts that i've brought back into rotation yes but i was like oh today is a perfect day to wear like normally in the summer all i wear is dresses i never wear pants for like four months right it's so great yeah so it's a dress day you're wearing a dress too. i'm wearing a dress too today we actually look kind of like we came to work like civilized we did we did and stephanie i uh and uh, casey we Ate outside at a patio on Saturday night at Moscow on the Hill. And Stephanie comes in. She's like, people! <laughs> I did kind of cheer. And everyone around was like, woohoo! Yeah! Like, everyone, we're back. We're in, like, the company of other people we don't know. Yeah, it was just, it felt so, I don't know. It really kind of lifted my spirits. One, I felt, like, really good about, like, like the world is going to change that you know uh, we're going to keep fighting and for racial you know to to fight against racism and and justice and i just feel like people are really coming out of the woodwork and standing strong for that so i was feeling hopeful including that, roger goodell yeah i mean that and, <laughs> we had you know, just talked about that and and casey had gone to powderhorn park that morning and cleaned uh and it was a neighborhood woman who put out a call and he said it was all young people. It was all like 20 to 30, you know, so then and then we're at this restaurant and the accordion guy. And I don't know, it just felt like a, even though it was kind of a rainy little spitty sky, it just felt. Yeah, hopeful. It did feel hopeful and it felt good. Uh, the next day I went on a bike ride. My sister lives uh, in Anoka and her and her kids and her husband came down with their bikes and they're like, okay, so where should we ride our bikes? I'm like, well, we'll just ride around like downtown. So we ride we ride down the hill, and they were like the Ramsey Hill, which oh is a huge, gosh, hill. huge hill. And the first thing my eighth grade niece says to me, she goes, "Do we have to ride up that hill?" Yeah, right. I was like, "Yep." And so we rode all around like Harriet Island, Raspberry Island, went up over the Smith Bridge, 
And we went over by, yeah, we had a good time, but we get all done. And at the end, you have to ride up the Ramsey Hill. My little uh, fifth grade niece did it the whole way on her bike. And, you know, stand the whole way. She did. But Mm -hmm. she got up the hill and we get all up to the top and everyone's huffing and puffing. And of course, I walked my bike almost halfway. Yeah. And my one niece looks at me and she goes, your biking privileges are revoked. We bike on trails. The trails are flat. They go around pretty things to look at, like lakes. She was like, this city biking, I don't know. Like, we saw a train that was cool and a boat. <laughs> she just was like not having any of it. It was hysterical. Oh, my God. So I had to give her a soda and then she shut up. And then she was quiet. I was like, here, have a Coke. Your mom never lets you have a Coke. Your Aunt Steffi's going to let you have a Coke, but shut your yap. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I think maybe... Maybe some people saw it. Maybe they didn't. I know, Holly, you liked it. You saw uh, Casey um, put on the T-Rex inflatable costume that he got and surprised the grandkids. And so we pulled around this corner before their house. And Casey's, you know, let me out here. I want to put it on. And he's getting it. And there's this young couple. They're just going, what? What is going on? I said, he's putting on an inflatable T-Rex to go surprise his grandkids. So they're like, oh, my God, can we... Follow and watch, and we're like, sure. And th- those kids, I mean, it wasn't even that hot inside. I mean, he was sweating when he got out of sure, it. Sure, but he was wrestling with them. Oh my gosh, that's what they do. They just <laughs> they're like puppies. Each other. Yeah, they just roll around, and you know, I mean, he, did he, they know it was him in there right away? Um, the the six year old did. She's like, that's Grandpa in a T Rex, but they haven't been able to wrestle which is their primary form of playing with this grandpa. They, th- That's what they do. He's yep. a bear. He's an elephant. He's a trampoline. He's whatever. But, you know, very... Um, Casey's pretty physical. Very physical. And they haven't been able to do that for three months. So they just could not get... They couldn't stop pounding him. But your little one wasn't scared? Not at all. Is not he four he, now? Yeah, not when okay. he knew it was... Um, grandpa. Yeah, grandpa. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so... So they just wanted to pound him, push him down, jump on him, have him get him back up, jump up and down. He was dragging him through the grass by one leg. I'm going to eat you. T-Rex is going to eat. They weren't scared, but it was hysterical. Cars were stopping and slowing down because that thing is like all six and a half feet tall when the head and we'd go, wait, grandpa's got to inflate his head. You know, and then Casey would press the button because it was a battery. It's a battery operated fan inside that blows it up. Okay. And it's like made out of nylon. So cool. I think he's going to be able to play quite a few more times before, you know, T-Rex gets a tear. But it was worth it, I bet. Totally worth it. Because I know he has missed his grandkids. Yeah, and he goes by. You know, we've gone by, but four and six-year-olds, they don't want to talk. Yeah. They want to play. Like, when I play with them, we have tea parties, and we do art stuff, or we go and jump on the trampoline. You're not sitting around and chit-chatting. Staring at each other. With each other. So he's been trying to think of... The other thing he got was the... uh, this nozzle that fills up like 40 water balloons and seals them. So they've had water balloon fights because it's easy to do it. And then he's got super soakers. Fun. Yeah. He's like fun grandpa. Oh, he totally is. My grandpa, like when we went to the Dairy Queen, he'd put us in the tub and we couldn't get out until we'd eaten our ice cream because we were too messy. (laughs) And he would sit with white gloves on and watch Lawrence Welk. 
Oh my gosh! Yeah, very. Yeah, Casey is a playful, yeah, playful grandpa. So yeah, I call him Grandpa Trampoline because I'm just astonished at at all the, um, you know, the stamina, the this the jumping around. Yeah, and, yeah, and that nobody ever gets hurt. Yeah, that I don't know about that. I I would think you'd get hurt. We rented one of those inflatable bouncy houses for Ellie's birthday one year. Yeah. And I think she was like three and we had like 20 kids, which is oh, way too many kids. Like a nightmare. All I did was stand at the door of that thing as kids were falling out crying and I'd wipe them off, wipe their tears, pat them on the head and then send them back in. And then the next one would tumble out in tears. Oh my God. It was a horrible idea. Yeah. That sounds like a horrible idea. It was idea. awful, but hilarious. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I was exhausted from two hours of soothing crying children. I bet. Yep. One and right after another. where were all the another. parents? They, they when, were, it was a drop off party you oh, did well, one of those i didn't intend to but if you get the opportunity when you have young kids to drop off at a birthday party and get an hour or two of peace yeah you do heck it. yes yeah nobody was offering to stay they wanted to go do their target run right in peace. right holly anything uh significant happen with you this weekend or you just take it easy or just what? taking it easy you like stephanie going on a bike ride yeah yesterday it was mm. just it was beautiful it outside was, it, was it was glorious just, take any chance you can to get out in nature even yeah. just for a little while. Right. That's good. That's good. All right. Listen, um, when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. That is uh, Prince in honor of what would have been his day that he doesn't celebrate being a Jehovah's Witness yesterday. It would have been his birthday. But uh, the Prince's State released a new uh, lyric video for Baltimore with images of right now. And uh, that was That's on, cool. I know. It's a it's a really good song. Um it's a bouncy track that belies, I guess, what the subject matter is. But that was on Prince's final album, The Hit and Run Phase 2. And I think when we talked about it last week, you know, he played every instrument on that whole track. He played every instrument on, on a, a lot, lot of, of his music, tracks. didn't he? Mm-hmm. So anyway, the estate released a timely handwritten note, you know, from Prince uh, about just... How, how where he would have been on all of this, and of course standing up and probably writing more songs and everything else. So that's posted on our show page. And geez, one of the things that um, I think has been really amazing um, with all of this is, and and Prince uh, talked about this um, about how it's going to be up to the young people to fix it this time. We need new ideas, new life. And that was something that he said a lot of. And the young people, I mean, even like Casey, when he was down at Powderhorn Park, he said it was all like basically 20 to 30 year olds cleaning up the park. Yesterday, um, we were uh, driving somewhere and I saw in the morning, I saw these teenagers with, posters, signs, and tape, and they were taping things up on the trees. But I thought, okay, maybe it's a class of 2020 thing. Or right. They were doing something on that summit island. Okay, so then on the way, um, going somewhere else where we were going to be on summit for a while, for six straight blocks on Summit Avenue, on both sides of the street, on all of the trees, including the stop signs and the yield signs, was the name of somebody who'd been killed. Oh, cool. So kind of match it basically matched all the names yeah. that they wrote on Chicago. Yep. Avenue Justice and it's I don't know, is it 40 
people's names, but to drive by and see tree after tree after tree, and it was pink poster board and lemon, you know, with something to pop out. It was so many trees mm-hmm. that represent. I mean, it was really you couldn't help but get choked up. But it was these high school kids that put it up, and it wasn't anything about graduation. It was that. And then when we came home from this, then we're driving. There was a group of them in a big group of kids, all in a big circle, having a conversation, probably about you know what they were going to do. That's and, cool. I know it was really cool, and also. Um, there was a story this weekend about the six teenage girls who met on Twitter were behind Nashville's massive 20,000 Black Lives Matter protest. And uh, they're all 14 to 16. They bonded on Twitter. And then they started Teens for Equality. And they had a That's five so hour cool. march. Yeah. And very completely peaceful. 20,000 people. Well, and if you think about kind of how these movements work it is kind of time for us to like move over yeah like let well, we're gonna that, stand in solidarity yeah yeah and, but like uh, let that bubble up yes. let that organic energy mm-hmm. let that new way of thinking what the rest of what i'm doing and maybe somebody my age is doing is like examining our choices examining our thoughts our beliefs so that we're ready for what's going to come. Yeah, and it was uh, interesting. All three of the morning shows had segments on all the, what young people are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, They don't talk about it either. I feel like young people, this generation, they're doers. They're getting it done. Yeah, they are doers. They're doing things. They are not sitting and talking about it on the sidelines. No. and spending all their time on social media with it, they are literally out there doing things. Right. And I think we've got, I think we selected the G, I can't remember which morning show we're using, but here we go. No justice, no peace. This morning, some of the smallest Americans are lending their voices as protests swell across the country. It's just to show people that Black Lives Matter. Kids helping raise the volume on calls for racial equality. If I get it, you should get it. It is Take your time, baby. It's very wrong to kill black people. Some officers are trying to change the narrative. This one in Houston calming this frightened five-year-old after she asks, are you going to shoot us? You can protest, you can party, you can do whatever. Just don't break it. And I see what's being done to my kind. 12-year-old Kedron Bryant's cry for equality going viral. I really have hope that we could change the world um, with all of our gifts if we can just come together. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. 
However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. And not be divided and we could all be equal. I just want to leave. Oh. I retweeted that video yeah. of him singing that. It was pretty moving. Uh, pretty amazing. And then Robin Roberts uh, talked to um, this little girl and her family in Minneapolis. And it was this little this little girl. Her name is Cameron Johnson. started selling these. You know how little girls make the, the friendship, friendship bracelets? bracelets. Uh-huh. Well, like the first day she sold $800. She's up to $40,000. She started doing this last week. And she, she and her family were on with Robin. Wow. And then Robin, they gave, uh, some organization gave them another 10000 and it's for businesses. So people don't have to lose their stores and stuff. That was their girl's original idea. So she's on. And she had like, I don't know, there were like six other little girls all making bracelets at the table. And it was just like they set it up like they were selling lemonade. That's so cool. I know. It's sorry, 800. And then, you know, they, by the end of like uh, the week, weekend, like after a week, they'd raised $40,000. I love wow. it. I know that. So I, those are, those are all good things. And I know um, uh, the grandson, the four year old, he's a little boy and Sesame street had started their show with black lives matter. And so he wanted his mom to film him to say, it's the clearest words I've ever heard him speak because he's kind of um been a slower to talk mm-hmm. oh you know what i mean he's like black lives matter you know and he just wanted his mom to film him doing that because he saw that on sesame street and she sent you the video yeah oh i'm gonna so have to cute. look at it in the break it was just i mean he's she's like yeah this is and they're of course they're having you know conversations and i i, I had some great conversations with, with my the, eighth grader yeah just talking about you know, what did you think? And my sister took them down last Saturday and they went not only to the memorial, but they went all through the town. They went through St. Paul, ended up in Oakdale where there was some burning and looting mm-hmm. that happened up there too. And the eighth grader was like asking me all about it. Yeah. He's like wanted, cause I, I'm the city aunt, right? right I'm right, the aunt right. that lives in the city right. and it was, uh. it's, impactful yeah it is all right listen when we come back we're going to talk to you know the other half of your weekly dish. yeah stephanie march stephanie march and just uh check in on what's going on we'll yep. be right back uh we have steph march joining us who is the food editor of minneapolis st paul magazine and one half of weekly dish and uh stephanie you guys have really had your work cut out for you <laughs> up on all the news i mean just it's with the been, COVID you know. and the reopening and then you know, people getting, all of us being impacted at what happened with George Floyd, the police killing. I mean, it's just really been something, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been the community. I will say this, though, and I know, you know, maybe I'm a broken record and people are sick of me saying it, but our restaurant community is strong and they are they are really tied into the humanity of the people of Minneapolis and St. Mm-hmm. Paul. And that means that they are stepping up to help out, even though they are strapped. And right. even though they are, you know, as their profits are gone mm-hmm. and they're still doing whatever they possibly can to help, you know, the cities heal because that's their job. Yeah, it's it, it. That is so true. And you guys have done a great job of, you know, just letting us letting people know 
how we can help, who's doing what, who needs money, who needs uh, donation, all of that. I mean, you guys have been great. So good. Well, and that's the thing is, you know, it's so I, over the last, you know, obviously two to three weeks, there's just been it's just hard to get a line on what is going on. And there's so many things and so many different you know, communities in need. And then to be able to be, you know, we're just trying to listen and trying to put out that information and just, you know, get it to everybody who can help. Yeah. So good. Do you think is our people, um, you know, with the phase three opening on Wednesday and being able to go to indoor dining with whatever restrictions, I mean, do people feel a little bit more like, okay, this needed to happen now and we're glad it is. And we're feeling better about our business. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I think it's like, I think the funny thing was, is everybody was like, who's going to go? Who's going to go to patios? No one's going to go when oh. they open on June 1st. And then we couldn't mostly just because of curfews and, you know, yeah. unrest and, and that. But now it feels like now that we're sort of coming out of, you know, the trauma of that, we're like, oh, no, I'm getting to a patio. Oh, for heck sure. yeah. I need, yeah, <laughs> like I need a drink and I, if someone can bring it to me, amen. I'm in. I'm there. Yeah. So. I think a lot of people are, and plus I think a lot of people are very excited to help support their restaurants because they feel like, you know, again, it's just been so hard for them that this is a moment that they can all sort of celebrate together. And, and, and it feels to me like most people are obeying the rules and, and it's creating a safe system. Yeah, Stephanie and I were at Moscow on the Hill on Saturday, and it was perfectly... Yeah, we sat outside. Our server had a mask on. Yeah, and ever, the tables were far enough the away. The menu was plastic, I think. Uh, they had paper, paper, paper yep. menus, and I don't know. I it was pretty. It was like it was happening, and I've seen it in you know wherever I've been that had an outdoor. If it's, I mean, like you said, there's just been a few days, but it feels like people are there and are are making reservations and going. Steph, did you go out yeah. this weekend? Uh, I I actually did not. I ended up sort of needing to sit on my patio and do nothing and not talk to anybody. Yeah. But um, <laughs> after I talked to you, Hanson, that was it. I shut down. Yep. Um, but I do think that there's, you know, the thing that the restaurants have right now is that they are they have to they have to make people trust them again, right? Mm-hmm. Because there is a couple a number of restaurants in the Twin Cities who have had to shut down because they did have a COVID case and they wanted to make sure that people trust them and that's what's being built right now is this trust between you know the diners and the restaurants in terms of you know they're 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 opening up and saying you know these are the rules that we need you need to follow and we're going to wear masks and we're going to sanitize and we're going to do everything to keep you safe and then we need you guys to not push tables together or if it's like if we've put like a 90 minute you know time limit on your table to not create a fuss because you can't sit there longer. Mm-hmm. So I think there's this, there's a little bit of a dance that we are all having to do right now, but I think it actually is kind of a nice way to go into this next yes. year and figuring it out. I mean, I like it's that, hospitality on both sides. And I like that it feels like going to a restaurant or a bar or a tap room feels again, like a privilege, not a right. Yeah, exactly. It feels it like kind of re- it level sets it to something that, We've, you know, we know what it's like to not have it now. So now we appreciate it more and let's appreciate it so that no one, you know, we don't have to lose it again. Yeah. And, and do you think that if there are cases of COVID that there's an understanding from the local restaurants that they should disclose clean and then get on with it? Is there anyone talking about that? It's interesting. This is a topic I'm actually having a conversation with a couple of restaurateurs later today 
um, because, you know, the CDC does not require you to disclose. Right. And the CDC, the government rules are not saying you have to do that, nor are they saying that you have to shut down for two weeks. So, you know, what's been set by the ones who have done that so far is, you know, kind of a, I don't know if it's an extreme, but it is definitely a protocol that wasn't required. And again, they want to build trust back with their clients or, or with their guests. And so I see that. I just don't know if we're going to see that across the board right. or not. Do, I mean, are people, but do you get, can you get the corona or COVID from, you know, eating from food? Not so not, far. Yeah, I, I yeah. thought that that was not the case. But it's the idea that somebody who was in your, you know, area had it. So then, you know, that's the whole idea between the contact tracing is to then be able to know who had it and then, you know, to see, to test the people who are sort of in their area. And so if it is a server, that server may have visited 10 tables. Right, right, right. They're wearing a mask. You know, it's like you just don't know. Yeah, yeah, I I see what you're saying. But because the two that I had read about were line workers you know like chopping vegetables or something they're, they're they are pretty close in those kitchens yeah, so it to me it was like okay i thought we didn't really we didn't have to worry about it we know it's like aerosol mm-hmm. transfer yeah. as they're calling it we're all getting so proficient in these terms <laughs> <laughs> in this medical piece, right yeah and yeah. all of that well um steph are you hearing that a lot of restaurants are going to continue on with the takeout system that we've we've oh, become accustomed to. to curbside everybody ha- yeah everybody has to because even at 50 percent, no it's not like Every, anybody's making a ton of cash on their 50% mm-hmm. occupancy. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're, I would tell you that the PPP money, even though was it extended for some restaurants, it was, you know, it's still, there's still so many costs that are coming and then they're all trying to figure out what you spend it on and how it gets distributed. And so I think that they are still going to have to do takeout and we should still be supporting takeout mm-hmm. so that, um, you know, especially when there's places without patios, you know, what are they, even at 50%, Across the board, it's not going to be enough. Right. Do you, do you anticipate, I've seen on some people's bill, COVID tax, COVID charges, do you anticipate that becoming more widespread? Yeah, I think I think they're going to, I think that's more of a, um, you know, they had already started to do health, you know, tax and things like that because of the insurance costs. But I do think that you're probably going to see that in, as a way of, uh, keeping things transparent instead of just raising prices through the roof. Mm-hmm. You know, they want you to understand the cost of doing this business. And I'm hoping that people are now more open to understanding what those mean instead of just flagrantly going, oh, my God, just suck it up and pay it yourself kind of a thing. Yep. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's interesting because, I mean, I, I guess I, I don't think that very many people would be upset about that. Really, they used to be. They did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, used to be. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, you guys would know. You talk. It was, and they would, they would, they would get angry about it, and then you know they're like, "Well, just raise prices." But then the minute that you raise a price, then they would get mad about that too. Because you'd have a sixteen-dollar cheeseburger, right? Yeah. What's what do you think? You know, I think of all the restaurants that you know, like along Lake Street, you know, Town Talk Diner and El Nuevo Rodeo, Rodeo, Mm -hmm. and. The, Midori's floating world. Yeah, I mean, are did those? Do you know, or if any of them are can can they rebuild, or is it just some too early, too soon? You know, there's a lot of GoFundMe's out there right now, so there's mm-hmm. a lot of money flowing towards them. And the Lake Street, you know, fund. I think last checked, it was like around five million dollars. Yeah, that we love um, Lake Street. These, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, to help them rebuild. But, you know, I think the scary thing we talked about is that, you know, these people are the landlords and the biz, the building owners are also being approached by people to buy the land uh, to rebuild, you know, terribly a, ugly looking apartment buildings. We know you were talking like the pre- condification. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so dear. it's possible that that neighborhood might lose much of its immigrant character because if we build a whole bunch of new condos in with shiny, you know, right. you know, vanilla box floors, we're not going to get that same feeling. Yeah. So. It might be in some ways gone forever. Yeah. It, it seems yeah. It, it does seem like. And gentrification could happen, and then it'll push that creativity and that art scene and those makers into some other unique spaces, potentially. Yeah. How about about at the Midtown Global Market? What's going on there? Yeah, the Holy Land shipping. Well, not even necessarily that. I know you guys talked about that, but I mean, just about the, you know, like, are people going, are most of the places open in there? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that most of them are open. Mm -hmm. There's a few that are still holding back um, with just in terms of because you can still because you can grab takeout from them. Right. And they don't necessarily have to worry about capacity. Um, You know, so there's, you know, like Manny's Tortas is is open and and going and, you know, like the produce exchange is still there. And, you know, so people are still, uh, you know, they're still there and, and open and operating it's more of a case of now getting people to come inside to grab their stuff and then go, yeah. you know? All right. Well, yeah. You got any other good food? Where are you going to eat first? Yeah. Steph? Where are you going? We've gone to our first place, Moscow on the Hill. I went I to know, Bad right? Weather you Brewing too, which to was have... fantastic. Yeah. I think I'm going to actually, quite honestly, I might kind of tool around and just do a little bit of uh, tomorrow. Although it's supposed to rain tomorrow, isn't it? This is the bummer for the patio. Kids. Yeah. But, you know, the hard part for me is that the reservation systems that you're supposed to make a reservation. Oh, I know time. you have to plan. I hate and this planning. Is not my M.O. <laughs> I am definitely that's going to be the hardest thing I have to learn. And I'll I'll learn it and it'll be good. But um, and really a lot of places that are, you know, kind of a walk up place like the Groveland Tap or whatever. Right. Those places are trying to figure out in terms of, like, if you walk up, you can put your name on a reservation sheet, and they'll sit you at a table if it's open, and that's how they're going to handle that, which I think is great because a lot of us don't have that capability. And a lot of restaurants, you know, these eateries don't really have a reservation system in place. Right. right? That's so true. All right. Thank you uh, so much, Stephanie. We appreciate it, and we appreciate if people uh, buy Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. You know, Absolutely. Support, yes, support our local All journalists. Right, thanks, ladies. And we'll tune in on Saturday to listen to our two Stephanies do the weekly dish. Um, when we come. Thank you. When we come back, we've got some music news. Bye, Steph. Such a great, great song if you're ready. Of course, Mavis. So wonderful. Okay, just a, a this was really a cool story. So, um, I mean, kind of all weekend long, if you were at all, you know, watching news or looking online or whatever, there were protests all over America in the smallest of towns, in the most remote of places Ely, all Minnesota, over the world. Minnesota, 300 people showed yes. up at Whiteside Park. Yes. And they marched peacefully through the town. That is amazing. And, um, I mean, it doesn't mean that the work is, you know, close to being over, but it feels like change is coming and the world is coming together. And in the midst of the pandemic, you know, more and more and more and more people are standing on the correct side of history on this. And there's a great 
uh, I think it was it was in Philadelphia. This uh, a couple they went forward. They'd already canceled their wedding once, and they were getting married at the courthouse in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And they knew this protest was planned, but they'd already canceled their wedding once at the courthouse. So they th- were going to go ahead and do it. And when they stepped out, uh, and the crowd was there, they the people just. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Went crazy to have this couple celebrating, you know, and she's in this beautiful white dress and he's in this, you know. Cool. I know. So people just... Uh, um, it wasn't their plan to attend the protest, but the protests happened. They're like, we're still going to, you know, do it. So I don't know if you saw any of those photos of that, but it was really, it was really cool. When you think about, like, I think about hearing about the protests in the sixties and hearing about what happened horribly at Kent state and the mm-hmm. music that came out of it and the art and the way that, you know, are a lot of the politicians that we know of today and they talk about, their stance on civil rights and being at those marches and those events, it makes me wonder like what 16 year old kid is the one who's putting the signs up on summit Avenue, who's going to potentially be a speaker of the house or Mm -hmm. president of the United States or whatever it is that they will be. And this will be the catalyst and the change that got them there. Yeah. I love thinking about, those hopeful moments and how what you experience really can become what is the change. Yeah. It's so true. Well said, Stephanie. Well, very, and I just, I've good. thought a lot about it. Like yeah. who are these, who are the leaders of tomorrow that are experiencing this? Yeah. It gives and, you hope. Yeah. It gives you so much hope. It's and like, just yeah. talking to the young people. Yeah. I, my niece, we were talking about the books that she's reading and cause she has a summer reading list cause she's on summer break now. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, have you read The Hate You Give? And Oh, that book is wonderful. Yeah. That's amazing. Like a year ago. A year ago. She was like, we read a lot of books that talk about racism and how you should be showing up in society and Mm -hmm. different people of color. And I was like, okay, (laughs) wow, this is excellent. Yeah. Yeah. That's an amazing book, Angie Thomas. I did never see the movie, but I read the book in like two days and it was just so powerful. And yesterday was the uh, Dear Class of 2020. It was going to be on Saturday, but there were all these uh, protests. And so this was, I mean, everybody showed up for this. And Lizzo uh, opened the commencement. I don't think we have the audio or anything, but she had her flute and played Pomp and Circumstance. That was the very first. (laughs) It was so cool. And she had all these like high school, do you call them flautists? Yes, you're a flautist. Flautist behind her in a video, but it was, you know, 
you know, Lady Gaga, Beyonce spoke, or Barack and Michelle Obama. I mean, it was just dear class of 2020, even though like this was probably really a sucky year. But think about this think class. Think of that, what they, they have. They were born in the year of 9-11. Yeah. So these same kids that were born in that tumultuous year of 9-11 in the history of the United States Which of America. Which they have no memory of. Except but, what they but they were nine eleven babies, right? Right, and now they graduated in this other tumultuous time. It's kind of interesting that they bookended on both of those events. Stephanie, jeez, you really have done something. I've just been thinking about a lot of stuff. Yeah, but I, I never, I never put that together that that is the same. Yeah, group these of kids. are the nine eleven babies. Wow. Yep. Wow. Well, Beyonce, she. Uh, you know, she started by congratulating them. She goes, you know, you've arrived in the middle of a global crisis, a racial pandemic. I love that that word is catching on. That that's what we have is a pandemic of racism. And uh, but you made it and we're so proud of you. And it was just like, I don't know. It was really. Did you watch the whole thing? I I watched like selected people. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, well, I'm not graduating. I'm not, you know. <laughs> You <laughs> act like you're graduating. Right, but I just your CW. I watched sporadic, you know, Katy Perry, you know, I wanted to watch her sing because I really just wanted, shallowly, I wanted to see her baby bump. I was going to ask, how was it? Is that shallow? Yeah, she's, you know, she's... She's pretty far along now. She's flush with pregnancy. Yes. And she sang her song, Pushing Daisies, and then Lady Gaga, and it was all really, like, like that's, it was, it was really yeah. good, I thought. That's all on YouTube. You can see that. And then people lost their mind this weekend. Um, BTS raised, uh, they confirmed that they were giving, you know, the Korean boy band, uh-huh. that they were giving a million dollars to um, the Black Lives Matter um, campaign organization. And then they're, you know, they always call themselves the BTS Army. Yep. They raised another one million. Oh, wow. So $2 million. That's $2 amazing. $2 million. That is how much that band is influential so do you ever look at the that band or do you ever watch oh, I, those videos they're yeah, kind of adorable they're absolutely adorable i love it i when they've been on award shows they yeah it's it's so fun so yeah they just they posted something we stand against racial discrimination and we stand together and anyway within the first 24 hours the fan group raised another million wow yeah, that's that's, that's power. power. Their fan. Yeah. Then people were losing their mind because guess who showed up on crutches in London at a Black Lives Matter protest? On crutches. Mm-hmm. Madonna. Why is she on crutches? Because she she's in pain right now. She had surgery, I think, on her knee. Yes, on her knee. I think so. Knee or hip? I'm not sure which, but yeah, she wore a Black Lives Matter T-shirt, a pair of oversized. Sunglasses. She tried to keep a low profile. You know, it was a lot of people. She had a black mask on. And um, so, yeah, she was just marching along with everybody else. But she was on crutches and kind of hard to recognize. I would imagine. You know, because the between the glasses and this. So she was out. And then Jennifer Lopez and uh, Alex Rodriguez and Jamie Foxx and Machine Gun Kelly and... Vanessa Hudgens were protesting in Hollywood, and that was 50,000 people. Wow. Yeah. So that was yesterday, and Madonna, that was on um, Saturday.
in London where Madonna was spotted. So, and she marched with her children, too, yeah. which I think is excellent. Yeah, so anyway, all right, kids, we will be back. Oh, my gosh. Has anyone watched that show, Filthy Rich? Holly and I. Yeah. <laughs> You'll fill us in. Yeah, we were going to fill you in on something when we come back. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.